Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Sunday, December, what is this, 4th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. It isn't often that I learn something that is so riveting and so shocking that for days I cannot get it out of my mind. And it happened to me recently when I was listening to the actor James Woods, who was interviewed by Tucker Carlson within minutes, actually, or maybe no more than an hour of Elon Musk letting go public with the tweets that indicate that the Hunter Biden laptop had been suppressed by Twitter under the direction of several third parties, which I'll get into later. But I want to right now focus on James Woods and what he said. He was interviewed because he was specifically named in the tweets that were published by Musk as someone whose speech had been suppressed. He had been deplatformed. He had been blocked out of Twitter. And he was talking about not only what that was like for him and what he plans to do about it, which is sue the DNC. He referenced American history because he's very knowledgeable in American history. He's very conservative, but he's a patriot in many ways. And he said something that shocked me, and I couldn't believe it. I had to research it myself afterward to make sure that he was right. He was referring to the signatures of the Declaration of Independence in 1776. And he said that James Monroe was 18 years old at the time, and that Alexander Hamilton was 21. And I found that inconceivable. So after the interview, I looked it up. I looked up the age of some of the signers of the, cons- of the Declaration of Independence. I want to read you a few of them, the names and their ages, for a reason. James Monroe, as I said, was 18. Aaron Burr was 20. Alexander Hamilton was 21. Betsy Ross, who obviously didn't sign it, but who created the first U.S. flag, Betsy Ross was 24. James Madison was 25. Thomas Jefferson was 33. John Adams was 40. Paul Revere was 41. George Washington was 44. And Samuel Adams was 53. So we go from 18 years old to 53 in just those few names. There were many more signers of the Declaration of Independence, but those few, 18 to age 53. Now, 11 years later, the Constitution was drafted and signed. So if you add 11 years to all of those ages, you see what they were at the time of the signing of the Constitution. So the youngest, 18, becomes 29, and the oldest, at 53, becomes 64. Now, Ben Franklin was an outlier because he was 70 at the time of the signing, the drafting and the signing of the U.S. Constitution. But here's my point. If you think of 18-year-olds today and 20-year-olds and 21-year-olds and even those up to, let's say, John Adams at 40, right? 
you're fundamentally looking at mostly millennials, the equivalent of mostly millennials in terms of their age bracket. Think about what those men and women did in 1776, not just in signing the Declaration of Independence, in what led up to what their life was like, what their intelligence and the development of their own mental capacities, their everyday lives of no technology, doing everything from scratch, and the fortitude and the courage that it took to break away from England and compare that to today's millennials or Gen Zs or X, I don't care who you compare them to. It is a stunning realization of something that's very difficult to live with and to process, which is you can say that back then people were more mature at a younger age because of how hard life was, but being mature at a young age, creating the Declaration of Independence and what it took to actually take that step from England against King George, or drafting and signing the U.S. Constitution is a whole other issue beyond just being mature at a young age. I mean, I've known a lot of history, but I never knew their ages. And for me, even, it was stunning and it was humbling and it was an eye-opener because the capacity and the capability that humans apparently have that was once actualized to such a high degree that has since dissipated to where now we have nearly abandoned the level to which consciousness had been developed, to which intelligence had been developed at that point in time. And we're talking about, what, we're talking about 300 years ago. Now, we all know that, maybe we don't all know, many people talk about the dumbing down of America and how public education has gone to crap, actually. I know that since I was in school, and I see my daughter having gone through school, that her exposure to American history and to social and sociology-related issues and civics was very different than my experience. She's in her late 20s now. She's actually, she'll be 30 in February. So she's actually on a greater end or the higher end of what's happened to public education since she went through high school. It's worse. Forget knowing history and civics. They don't even know math. They don't even know the basics. In many schools in this country, children graduate and they're not literate. We're high percentages. 70, 80% of a graduating class isn't literate. It was just shocking to me, and I continue to try to process that. But it's not the only thing I wanted to talk about on tonight's episode. I mentioned earlier that Elon Musk, as we all know by now, had released those tweets that indicated that both the DNC and the Biden administration, or the, the Biden campaign at the time, put a lot of pressure on certainly Twitter and most likely Facebook and YouTube and elsewhere on all social media to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story right before the election. We're talking a month or two before the election for the sole purpose of defeating Donald Trump. It also wasn't lost on me, beside the complicity of the DNC and the Biden campaign, a former FBI top attorney, and we know we have issues with the FBI now, 
who subsequently went to work for Twitter, is one of those people at Twitter who suppressed, who approved the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story. It's so incredibly disturbing, the level of corruption, the level of deceit, the level of misinformation and disinformation when it is the left, it is those very people, the Biden administration, the FBI, who talk about misinformation and disinformation coming from white supremacists, coming from parents at school board meetings, coming from the Republican conservative right. It's actually a farce because it's coming from the very people who are accusing others of doing it. And here's the proof. Here's the proof in what Elon Musk released. And then connected to this in a way that I'll pull together in the end of the episode, just today, the New York Post published an article that is a synopsis and a review of a book that's just come out by Andrew Huff. Andrew Huff is a scientist who worked for EcoHealth Alliance. The name EcoHealth Alliance might ring a bell with you as it did with me because the head of EcoHealth Alliance, I believe he's the owner, it's a private um, lab company, Peter Drosik, is the good buddy of Anthony Fauci. And it was Fauci who made sure that Drosik at EcoHealth Alliance got the funding to do the gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. Even when, given credit to Obama, Obama cut off gain-of-function research, but Fauci went around the cutoff and managed to get a grant from his agency to Drosik to continue to do gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab in China. So Andrew Huff was a scientist working for EcoHealth Alliance, and what he now says publicly is that coronavirus, that COVID, was a man-made virus that leaked from the Wuhan lab. It was the result of -of gain-of-function research, and it leaked from the lab because the lab's facilities were so substandard and so incapable of doing that level of dangerous, dangerous research with bat viruses that it leaked. And so now we have someone on the inside who was there, who was there at EcoHealth Alliance during the time when the grant was made available to Drosik at EcoHealth Alliance, when the work was being done in conjunction with the Chinese. And Huff even makes the point that he was appalled at the time to think that we were giving the Chinese bioweapon technology, A, giving it to the Chinese, but also giving it to them to explore in a facility that didn't have the proper safety features. And the end result is exactly what we now know happened. Now, let's look at that from a couple of angles. Number one, there were 50 former U.S. high security officials who signed the letter, if you remember, saying that the Hunter Biden laptop was mis- or Russian, Russian disinformation, okay? You had Fauci denying to this day that it was gain-of-function, that we funded it, that he funded it, or that it was a lab leak. It's all a lie. And now we know. We know from Twitter that the laptop was not Russian disinformation, that that the truth of it was deliberately suppressed. We now know from Huff, from an insider 
at EcoHealth Alliance that, as he says, in 2019, it leaked from the lab and that the Chinese knew that it was gain of function and they knew it was a leak and they let the world believe otherwise and they profited off of keeping that information from the rest of the world. They profited off it through masks, through medication, through all of the ways that they used their own negligence and incompetence to not only harm the rest of the world, but to profit off of that harm. Now, the reason that I find all of these stories connected is the following. In, I believe it was my last podcast last Sunday, I said near the end that being intuitive, which I am, that I had a very strong feeling that in the next three to six months, we were going to see incredible revelations about deception, that some of the things that have been going on were going to be, in essence, unmasked, and that the truth of things would come out. I had no idea last Sunday when I said that, that what would happen in the next seven days would in fact happen, which is the release of the Twitter files and the book and the information in the book by Andrew Huff, the scientist with EcoHealth Alliance. I happen to believe this is just the beginning of what we are about to see in those next three to six months that I referenced last week. But how do I tie it all to where I started, which is the age of the signers of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution? Well, we have a lot of misinformation that we are bombarded with constantly about the old white men who founded this country, the old white men who drew up a constitution that should be abandoned, that is out of date, that doesn't serve us anymore, that is filled with the biases and the bigotry of their time. And how often have you heard, because I've heard it repeatedly, about old white men that founded this country? Well, I don't know how you categorize James Monroe at age 18 or Aaron Burr at 20 or Alexander Hamilton at 21 or James Madison at 25 or Jefferson at 33 or Adams at 40 or Paul Revere at 41, George Washington at 44, or even Sam Adams at 53 as old white men. The level of deception the level of deliberate mis- and disinformation, not by our enemies outside of this country, not by foreign governments, by what is euphemistically and often referred to as the enemy within, by those people who are so high on power, that are so determined to keep that power, that are so filled with hate and narrow-mindedness, and I throw them all into one category, those in power, those lusting after keeping power, and I throw in with them the people in both media and entertainment and corporate world and financial world, political world, who are so filled with hatred, who are so narrow-minded that they will say anything, that they will condemn anything in order to spread the narrative that is their own disease. There is no truth that old white men founded this country. Young men, highly developed, educated, 
knowledgeable in the ancient world, knowledgeable in literature before their time and up to their time, knowledgeable in different cultures, the Greek, the Roman, knowledgeable in Christianity, knowledgeable in the Judeo-Christian history. These people were highly evolved. The Declaration of Independence and the courage that it took to draft it, the Constitution of the United States were not written by dolts. They were not written by uneducated people who did not have foresight, who did not have the benefit of history to know where the mistakes were made so that they wouldn't make them again in the documents they were drafting. They were drafted by courageous young people who were highly educated, who wanted the highest good for all concerned, who had a dream, who had a vision about the way humanity could live with liberty and freedom for all, with God-given rights that are our birthright. They saw it. They saw the bigger picture, and they attempted to codify that picture into documents that would allow future generations to continue the vision, to live the dream. Let's all keep our eyes and ears open. Let's all keep our hearts and minds open. Let's not let the purveyors of lies, deceit, misinformation, the purveyors of enslavement, who seek to craft a world based on their own greed, on their own lust, on their own desire to power over others, let's not let them create our reality. Let's allow ourselves to open our minds and our hearts to truth. Because when you do, when you truly stand as a witness to what's going on in front of you and aren't manipulated by the 30-second tweets, the 142 characters, whatever it is, Let us not be moved and manipulated by those things. Because when, as I said, when you open your eyes, when you open your heart, when you say, you know what? I have the same potential to discern truth from fiction as any other human being on the planet. We are all created equally. It's what we do with it and what we allow others to do to us that determines the life we live and bigger than that, the world we live in. We're at a crossroad. We are at an incredible inflection point, but not the inflection point that Joe Biden constantly refers to because he doesn't even know what he's saying when he says that. He's talking about an inflection point to a global government where all of these people that he is in bed with, so to speak, will dominate over the rest of the world. That's what he's talking about. I'm talking about the inflection point of an expanded and a glorious human consciousness where we stop being manipulated by what's going on around us and we turn inward to get our direction from within and from above. And when that happens, we'll be a lot closer to creating heaven on earth where the lion will lie down with the lamb. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again next Sunday. And until I am, by all means, you think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's Carol with an E. 
gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.